0: This is
1: The Scoop for Wednesday.
0: Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. For 30 years, North Florida had a district where African-American voters could elect their preferred candidate to Congress. That changed last year. The removal of the region's Black Opportunity District is the focus of two ongoing lawsuits, one in state court, another in federal court. As Valerie Crowder reports, a federal trial in Tallahassee got underway yesterday.
1: Governor Ron DeSantis last year signed into law a map that eliminated former congressional District 5, which stretched from Gadsden County to eastern Duval, picking up communities of black voters in Tallahassee and Jacksonville. Voting rights group Common Cause is one of the plaintiffs in the case. Vice President of Programs Kathy Fung says the lawsuit is focused on the former district because DeSantis publicly expressed opposition to keeping it intact. He really
2: wanted to dismantle that district, and he made it clear in his tweets, in his request for an advisory opinion to the Florida Supreme Court, and in statements to the legislature that he was not going to
1: sign off on any maps that retained that east-west district plaintiffs argued that the map was intentionally racially discriminatory in violation of the U.S. Constitution. Tallahassee resident Charlie Clark is an African-American voter who's also a plaintiff in the case.
0: And upset me because I feel I wanted my elected officials to come up with this new map, however they drew it. But at least then we'd have a chance to have input into the process. And I don't think we did. I think the governor cut off all input from regular citizens like me.
1: DeSantis vetoed the legislature's congressional plan last year and urged lawmakers to pass his map instead. DeSantis's acting chief of staff, Alex Kelly, drew the map and testified in court on Tuesday that there was no intent to discriminate against black voters. An ongoing state case centers on a state constitutional amendment that prohibits lawmakers from diminishing a minority group's ability to elect their candidate of choice. More witnesses are expected to take the stand in the coming days. The trial could last up to two weeks. I'm Valerie Crowder.
0: Many power plants in Florida are fueled by methane gas. It's a point emphasized by Governor Ron DeSantis in a policy speech about climate change and fossil fuels last week. But a climate activist points out that methane power plants can cause as much damage to the climate as coal plants. Susan Glickman is a consultant to Florida clinicians for climate action and to rethink energy Florida and spoke on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe.
2: In kind of a perfect world, a natural gas fueled power plant would be about half the emissions of a traditional coal-fired power plant. However, when you frack the gas, fracking is short for hydraulic fracturing, and that's when they put chemicals in, and it almost creates like a little earthquake to bring up more of this gas. And when you frack the gas, it releases methane. And on the life cycle of that whole operation of a methane gas power plant in the whole life cycle and bringing up the gas can be as bad of a emitter as a coal plant. And I can tell you, I I recall the moment I was at a conference and listening to Princeton scientists talk about this. And I about fell out my chair because, you know, the whole idea was. The gas was better than coal. And so, you know, it might be, it could be, but when you frack the gas, by and large, your overall life cycle emissions are as bad as a coal plant. And the other thing that's somewhat interesting about that is this all takes an enormous amount of water. So, you know, we talk about climate change, but water is one of the biggest environmental crises that we have, or the biggest, and it is, is made worse by warming climate and
0: drought. That's Susan Glickman, a consultant to Florida Clinicians for Climate Action and to Rethink Energy Florida, speaking on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. You can watch the full interview on our website, WMNF.org. The Republican Party of Hillsborough County's Reagan Day event is set to take place on October 13th. The guest list includes Senator Rick Scott and state attorney Susan Lopez. But WMS Chris Young reports that the master of ceremonies has a controversial past. The event is described as a way to mingle with fellow Republicans and hear from elected officials in Tampa. With ticket prices starting at $100, it'll be hosted by conservative author Will Witt. Creative Loafing first reported that Witt has a controversial history. In a video posted to Snapchat, he calls rape, quote, hilarious while holding down a woman. He has a background working for PragerU, a media group dedicated to promoting conservative viewpoints. He gained online fame through man-on-the-street videos questioning liberal beliefs. He's referred to LGBTQ people as groomers and alluded to a racist theory of great replacement. WMNF reached out to the Republican Party of Hillsborough County for comment and are awaiting response. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. Three of the Americans affiliated with a black empowerment and political organization are moving to have their case dismissed tomorrow in court. The FBI raided the Uhuru House in St. Petersburg about a year ago and charged four Americans and three Russians with conspiring to covertly sow discord in U.S. society, spread Russian propaganda, and interfere illegally in U.S. elections. Jesse Neville claims that the charges stem from a larger historical trend of the United States government silencing activism from within this country and challenged the charges against both himself and Omali Yeshitela. The idea that he or the Uhuru movement would need Russians or anyone else to tell them that black people in this country are oppressed, are being shot down by the police, are being stuffed into the prisons, are being gentrified out of their communities, and are otherwise being systematically uh, assaulted by the colonial system every single day is absolutely absurd. And everybody who believes in freedom of speech and political expression can rally behind Chairman Omalia Shetela and the Uhura movement, because when they attempt to take away freedom of speech for Chairman Omalia Shetela, to use that freedom of speech to fight for liberation for African people, they're taking freedom of speech away from everyone. Activists are gathering tomorrow to pack the court in support of the Uhuru 3 at the Federal Courthouse, courtroom 10A. The address is 801 North Florida Avenue, Tampa. For WMNF News, I'm Josh Holton in Tampa. For the weather, it's mild and cloudy in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today in the upper 80s, overnight lows in the lower 70s. Scattered thunderstorms possible for the next several hours. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.